Hello, welcome to the Little Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Mitchell. This is episode 39, The Thief of Joy. Today, I decided to take a walk around my neighborhood. I have a pretty standard loop that I always take where I pass the same houses and go down the same streets. It's pretty predictable. I know all the things I'm going to see, the people I might encounter, the different sites along the way. As I walked out of my garage and was setting my watch and making sure my headphones were working and that I had the perfect music queued up, I looked around at my front yard and I was so disappointed by what I saw, like really disappointed. My husband and I have never been good at yard work ever. We've owned two different houses. We've rented, we've lived with family and yard work has just never been our forte it's not fun, it's hot, it's backbreaking work. And as homeowners, that's probably one area where we have a lot of work where we could improve. I looked at the flowers that I had recently planted and they were all looking a little worse for wear, even though I had cleaned up all of the weeds and had made sure that they had miracle grow and they're getting watered every night, but they're still looking pretty sad. And the weeds in my yard, as much as I've been trying to control them, especially in this one area that's all rocks, they just keep coming up and keep coming up. It was kind of disappointing to look at. And the thing is, is that it's even an improvement from where it was a couple of weeks ago because we went through and thatched it and pulled up all of the dead grass so that all of the new grass could get the sunlight and the water. So it's even looking better than what it has. But I was, I was pretty disappointed. <laughs> and as I started to walk, I started to subconsciously look at the yards around me. The yards on my street and the yards on other streets throughout my neighborhood. And in some cases, my neighborhood could almost be looked at as a little bit stepfordy. And I don't necessarily say that as like this huge negative thing. I love where I live. I love our neighborhood. It's really safe. It's an environment where I feel comfortable letting my kids play with neighbors. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's kept up really nicely. But every now and then I'm like, is the place we live a little bit too perfect? Is it too manicured? (laughs) But was I also just trying to make myself feel better that it's okay that my yard looks a little less than stellar because it's bringing some quote unquote realism. But as I was walking through the neighborhood, I subconsciously started to look at the other yards that I was walking by. Some of them looked absolutely incredible, perfectly manicured, flowers in bloom, just enviable, beautiful yards. And some were kind of in the same circumstance as mine, a little worse for wear. Maybe they were late in mowing, hadn't had the time to get out and uh, pull their weeds. And then there were some in between um, 
somewhere at the yard looked beautiful and gorgeous, but then there was some weeds like in the cracks of their driveway or whatever. Now, I want to say that I wasn't looking at these yards purely to put to point out the flaws. It just was on my mind. And so that's what I was looking for. But I came to a very, very clear realization. Every single one of those yards, the good, the medium, the bad, the ugly, like whatever, every single one of those yards has something. It had something that needed to be improved. Um, And I know from a lot of experience with gardening that like weeds are impossible to get ahead of. Like you pull one and another one's coming up right behind it. So I totally get it. If there's a household where they missed some weeds and frankly, I applaud them for it because <laughs> I, I, I know how hard it is. Um, so every, every single yard I passed had something and it made me think about the lives that we live and how I compare myself to others and how other people might perceive me. And I absolutely fall into this trap of comparing myself to the lives of the people around me. Their kids are more well-behaved. They're better dressed. They have a bigger house. And it's easy to say, well, get off social media because that's where it all is. But it's not because of that that I notice all of this stuff. That's that's part of it. But that's not the full reason that I notice the perceived perfection of other people and start comparing it to my own life. It's because I have eyes. <laughs> I can drive down the street and see a very nice car and say, that car is way nicer than my minivan. They must have something really great going. Good for them. But also, I want a nicer car than my minivan. Or that person might have the most stylish clothes I've ever seen. They have a real eye for putting together an outfit. And also, why can't I get my crap together to figure out, you know, something in my life that that may be less than perfect? But that is the nature of life. We're all different. We're all in different circumstances and we all have areas of our lives that need to be improved. And so it's really easy for me to look at the people around me, people I don't even know, and say, oh, they've got it all together without taking a second to realize they have stuff in their lives just like I do. And they could be looking at me and thinking that I have it all together when I absolutely don't. But it's important to remember that everybody has something in their life that gives them heartache, gives them frustration, gives them um, anger, gives them pain, or that they just feel could use improvement, but maybe they don't know how, they don't know, they don't want to, or they just flat don't have the energy to make that improvement. I was listening to a really great talk that illustrated this point by Elder Gary E. Stevenson. He's an apostle for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
He gave this talk in 2017 at BYU Women's Conference, and he shared the most hilarious story about his family. He talked about how he got a call from his wife one day when he should have been leaving work, and she said, hey, we're at the photography studio, ready for family pictures. Are you almost here? And he had completely forgotten He had completely forgotten about family pictures. Now, any wife or mom who's listening right now knows the trial of getting their family ready for family pictures. Picking out the location, picking the photographer, making sure the outfits are perfectly coordinated so that you look so good like nobody ever can see the flaws in your family. It is a trial. So he's right in saying that his wife was frustrated. When he finally did arrive to the photography studio. It was an outdoor studio. Um, He found that one of his sons, the oldest, had found an apple tree. And he grabbed apples and started throwing them at his three younger brothers. He hit a brother who then started to sob. Um, When they were posing for pictures, one of the sons was wearing his white athletic socks rather than the church socks that his wife had so meticulously picked out to match his outfit. The youngest son fell and got a bloody nose and got blood all over his white turtleneck. And the oldest son, the apple thrower, had also gotten a grass stain on his pants. And he talks about how um, the photographer was very skilled at making sure the one son's hands were placed just right so that you couldn't see the white athletic socks and then the other son His arm was in just the right way so you couldn't see the grass stain. And the little toddler who had the bloody nose, they turned his turtleneck around so you couldn't see the blood down the front of his shirt. And what appeared was a perfectly happy family. And he talks about how if that had been taken in 2017, that picture would have gone out on social media, perfectly edited, and everybody would have thought it was this amazing, wonderful, perfect family who had all of their stuff together when really he was in the doghouse because all of it happened because he was late. And I think that's such a perfect example of how everybody wants to have a picture-perfect family. Everybody wants to have a picture-perfect life, but it's so unattainable. And if we start comparing ourselves to the people around us, we are going to come up short every single time. Every single time we are going to fall short to what we perceive to be perfection. In Galatians chapter 6, verses 4 through 10, I'm going to kind of bounce around a little bit. It says, But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good, and unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So we are told in the scriptures that we are not supposed to compare ourselves to others. We are not supposed to look at the people around us and compare our work to theirs. Because guess what? We are individual people. We are all individuals with with um, unique strengths, with weaknesses, with abilities and talents. 
and areas where we falter. So why would we in good conscience compare ourselves to those around us? Because all it does is lead to envy, to jealousy, and to doubting our own self-worth. And I cannot imagine a loving father in heaven who wants those things for his children. He doesn't. Um, it's really easy for me to say, hey, don't compare yourselves to others. Hey, Megan, don't look at your yard and get disappointed in it. And then look at the yard next door and feel bad about yourself. It's really easy for me to say, hey, do you see that social media post about that family vacation? And then not be a little bit sad that you can't take it as well, right? But I do think that there are a few ways that we can avoid falling into this trap of comparison. Number one, live in a spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude. Look at the things around you, the world, your family, If you're sitting in a place in your house where, oh, it's not clean, it needs to be vacuumed, or the kids' toys are everywhere, it can be disheartening, or we can shift our thinking and say, but you know what? I'm so glad that I have a home to live in, that my child has toys to play in, to play with, that I have a small little army of slaves that I have raised where I can say, hey, Turn off the TV. Let's clean up the family room together. (laughs) Um, We can also just not worry about what other people are thinking about us. And that is so much easier said than done. Almost impossible, which leads me to the next one, which is to pray. Enlist the help of Heavenly Father to help you recognize your own self-worth, the things that you do that are amazing. The things that you do that he is so proud of. Another suggestion is to limit social media time. Now, while I said earlier that a lot of my comparison isn't necessarily wrapped up in social media, it's just me looking around, there is a sense of comparison that happens on social media. I fall into the trap. You fall into the trap. We all fall into the trap. So, Taking the advice to take a break, to take a step back, can have huge benefits. And finally, do not expect perfection. Now, I wouldn't consider myself to be the most knowledgeable about scriptures or world history. But from my knowledge, there is only one person who has ever existed in this world that we can say was perfect. And that is the Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the only one who can say that he led a perfect life. So please don't expect that for yourself. It's not reasonable and it's completely unattainable. Finally, I want to close with a scripture from uh, the Book of Mormon in the Book of Mosiah, chapter 4, verse 27. It says, And see that all these things are done in wisdom and order. For it is not requisite that a man should run faster than he has strength. And again, it is expedient that he should be diligent, that thereby he might win the prize. Therefore, all things must be done in order. Heavenly Father does not expect more of us than what we are able to give. He does not expect us to run faster than we are able 
He expects us to rely on him to stretch ourselves, to do a little bit better. But he also knows that we are humans who are fallen. We are fallible. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to do things wrong. We're going to have areas that we're just not happy with our life. And he knows that and he expects that. And I think that if we can turn to him more frequently, we can avoid the trap of comparison. We're told that comparison is the thief of joy. And it absolutely has the potential to be. But if we rely on him, if we turn to him, we look at our own values, our own talents, and our own gifts, we will understand that our self-worth is so much more than what we than what we think, and our abilities are so much greater than what we give them credit for. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to today's episode. If you are not following me on social media, I highly suggest that you do. Go over to Instagram at The Little Lessons Podcast. You can find updates about episodes and other fun, uplifting content. If you would like to suggest somebody for me to interview, or if you think you would be a great interview, please feel free to email me, littlelessonspod at gmail.com. You can also DM me on social media, or if like we know each other in real life, shoot me a text. Um, and with that, I invite you to go out into the world and look for the little lessons that Heavenly Father is sending, especially to you. <laughs>